there's just so, so much. But uh, one of the things that we need to always remember is that we're not trying to get blessed. We're already blessed. We're not trying to get favor. We already have favor. You know what I mean? And um, while you were just relaying that story, it was reminding me of uh, uh, Jacob who was wrestling to get something that he already had. How many of us have been guilty of that? Well, I have plenty times until my mind was renewed, trying to get something that God has already given us. Because we're just not uh, willing, I think, to believe that it's already ours. And, and, and all we need to do is just connect with that, that reality within our hearts. It's already been given. So stop wrestling to get God to do something on your behalf. <laughs> stop using your prayers as tools to get God or to manipulate God to move because of what Christ has done. That's another thing. You know? No. We want to enter into what he has already given us. We want to flow. We want to, like Diddy was saying, that word that the Bible always uses, learn to yield. Yield to his righteousness. Yield to his work. Yield to what he has done, his kingdom. You know? One of the most beautiful things that Jesus did for us, he he baptized us into the Holy Spirit. We have been identified with the Holy Spirit's power, with the Holy Spirit's character. We've been identified with the Holy Spirit's um, personality. We have become one with Him. And, you know, until we make that a reality in our hearts, it's very difficult for us to listen and be led by the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is, you know, and, and that is the tension that we always have between uh, the human and the Holy Spirit. You know what that is, you know? It is definitely that he is trying to lead us, and we're supposed to be responsible to make the choice of where we're going. So we don't want to be responsible of choices. So guess what we do? We say to the Holy Spirit, let me do your work and you do mine. <laughs> you know, I feel more comfortable when I'm leading. And uh, I, I, think, I think you'd be more comfortable to take me there. You know what I mean? But, but let, me, let me run the process here. But again, it's our insecurities that do not allow us to be able to yield to who he is to yield because we don't know him. We just, you know, we just haven't spent time with him. And um, one of the, the, the fundamental purposes of the Holy Spirit is to be able to teach us and lead us and guide us. And once he does that, when we allow him to do that, we can enter this amazing space that we begin to experience all the dimensions of life, not that just the one dimension, all the dimensions of life, you know, where you can internally experience success, but at the same time you have peace, but at the same time you have joy, you know? This is, it's, it's a multi-dimensional, why? Because it is something that comes from the heart. It's not something 
external. It's not, and I know we've said, we said but, but you know what the Bible says? Second Peter says, I will never stop to put you in remembrance of these things, you, though you've heard them from my mouth. Okay, I'm paraphrasing now. A thousand times. Why? Because until you put it into practice, I've got to remind you, which means I've got to keep encouraging you that life is there. Please, just go there. Life is there. Drink of him. Partake of, of him. Eat of him. You know? And the Bible says, you will not thirst again. So let's, let's go there because continuously when we tap into that vein, it's going to sustain us, it's going to feed us, it's going to take us to levels that we have never even imagined. That's what Corinthians tells us. It hasn't been dropped into our hearts. And you see, th that's the important thing when Jesus is calling us into this relationship. He says, come. The message Bible says, come. Let's go together. You know? Get into that boat. Let's go together. I'll show you places that you haven't even dreamed of. But our hearts is not going to allow us if we do not put our entire trust in him. And trust comes through daily connection with him, spending time with him, getting to know his character, getting to know who he is and what, you know. I mean, we say that, you know, just all you need to do, if you don't know how to pray, if you don't know anything, you say, I don't know where to start. Well, I'll tell you what you do. Just get one name of God and start with that. And just sit there in your heart and just begin to meditate on that name. And as you meditate on that beautiful name of God, and you see how, how Jesus has brought it to you, and you, you just enter into it, and you just begin to, to ponder and to think about that name, your heart will open up. Because I promise you, there's no name that's bad. Okay? So, if it's good, trust me, your heart has been designed to open up to good. And it's going to start connecting. And it's going to start experiencing. It's going to have those feelings that only come internally. Not externally, but internally. That fulfillment that you are really, truly seeking. Because you're seeking righteousness and you're going to be filled, okay? So you're seeking that name. You're going after it, okay? And I think it was Ed Elliott the other day, you know, he wrote on the... Um, uh, on his, um, you know, he sends those messages, whatever it is, and and he said, um, uh, you know, I'm pursuing God and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and then he says, well, is God running away from you then? <laughs> like, yeah, and I, you know, I mean, that's true. What do you mean you're doing that? Where is God? You know, you're running after Him and He's running away. No, he's there. He's always there. He never leaves us. He says he never forsakes us. You know what I mean? So we need to open our hearts and spend time with him. We need to recognize, number one, that he is the source. You see? And we need to disconnect from and disengage, actually, from all other things that we think will bring life to us. And I know we said this time and again, but the problem is we don't do it. 
You know what I mean? We have to come to that place where we go by ourselves and we do it. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can do it for you. Okay? I mean, we, we can teach about it, but the experience is entirely up to you. So we've been talking a little bit about uh, vision, and, 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 and we've connected it that vision is actually the Holy Spirit. And um, that is so beautiful for us to, to realize because we can experience life through Him and through His purposes. Now, you know that beautiful verse, and I'd, I'd like to go into it, but before I do that, let me just read you from um, Proverbs chapter 16. Uh, Proverbs 16 and uh, verse 9. I don't know if we can put it up. It'll be nice if we can. Ah! It's a miracle. He's a miracle working God. Who remembers that? Come on. <laughs> okay. It says there, a man's heart plans his way. Notice who plans the way. Who's responsible to plan? Hey? A man. But the Lord, that's it, directs, leads, notice, his steps. Now that's, that's an amazing verse. He says you're responsible to choose now, remember how you choose. You choose based on the gifts that God has given you, the talents that you have. You go and, and, and you study, and if, if you're a, you know, you've got musical sort of acumen, you go towards that, or business, whatever it is, you go, you study to make that gift as sharp as possible so it can be a polished arrow that whenever you're going to use it from your quiver, it's going, to has, it's going to have the, the effect that is needed for what? To bless others. Okay. So when you plan, you only plan, not from your, from your insecurities to go make money, you know, so that you can, uh, you can go fulfill all your uh, personal lusts and desires and insecurities and all. No, 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 no. You're planning. Your plan is how am I going to get all these gifts that I have to go bless other people. So that's how you plan. But notice, he says, well, you said good, and it is good, because if we don't do that, then we can't hear God. We can't hear God. We can only hear our own personal voices of the heart. And those voices, if we haven't changed the way we see ourselves, our identity, we're going to keep serving that false, I call it illusionary you. Because it's just an illusion, because he died. You're serving insecurities of memories. So, a man's heart plans his way of how to bless others, but notice, the Lord directs his heart. You see, the Lord can only direct the heart 
when the man plans to line up himself, just like Didi was saying, about how to be able to align ourselves with the way that he has created things, which is his principles. It's, it's simple, people. It's simple. We, we enter into this intellectual guacmaya that, that we just lose ourselves. It's very simple. Now, in um, Romans 8, let's see how, how fast is that now. <laughs> Romans 8, uh, what's that verse that says, um, the verse that says, what does it say? No, 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 the one, the one that says, oh yes, the one that says, uh, you know that famous verse, everything works for your good. That one, 28, thank you. I'm not going to blame old age. <laughs> so, I've just written here, and I'm just going to read it to you this morning, all this was coming you know, so I just took a picture about destiny. All you need to have is an awareness that you are following God into eternity. And then you need to make a commitment that along the way, you want to bless as many people as possible. Okay, thank God I've written it down and took a picture. <laughs> All you need to have is an awareness that you are following God into eternity. And you need to make a commitment that along the way, you want to bless as many as possible. You see, destiny really you know, comes into this, um, you know, fell soup, as we call it. It just, you know, just suddenly appears. It doesn't happen that way. Um, we need to recognize that we are making a journey. And I've written here, because, and, and this is so good, because this is out of my life. If you wait for destiny, you'll never recover or discover your purpose. Man, that you need to write down. <laughs> so if, again, I'm, that, that I need to repeat. Repeat. If you wait for destiny, you will never discover your life's purpose. So what do I need to do? I need to choose a destiny and follow God. Will you make a choice? Choose a destiny and follow God. There's always a tension between man's freedom to choose 
and God's desire to lead. Like I said, the person who is fully committed to follow God can never dream in their hearts, but doesn't have to obsess himself over the fulfillment of that dream. God delights to give you the desires of your heart. As you seek him first, then he can lead you into the best way possible to fulfill that dream. And this is why when it says, and we know all things work together for good, but notice there's conditions. Notice what the conditions are. To those who love God, so he's talking about this intimate relationship with him. And it's not just an intimacy, it's becoming one with him. Because becoming one, you are sensing in your heart immediately if there's a change of direction. Change of direction doesn't take place up here. It takes place here because you're sensing God. You're sensing where you need to go and what you need to do. And notice he uses the word love, which means, you know, there's this intimacy, this knowing, this experience with him. And you can't experience God again if we don't go back to the basics. If you don't know his names, if you don't know his finished work. If we don't know that, you, you, you can't sit in your heart and allow your heart to make that connection. So the first is, he says, if you love God, but also, number two, those who are called according to his purpose. Let's see what the purpose is. Let's go further down. Can we just go one verse? For whom he foreknew. He foreknew every single one of us. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That's his purpose. He, he says, look, I've got a purpose. Well, this is my purpose. I'd like each one of you, because I foreknow every single one of you. Now, whether you're going to respond to it or not, it's up to you. But I foresee you being conformed to the image of his son. That's, that's what I've predestined. Now, again, predestination has to do not whom he chooses, but how. Something comes, how salvation comes, how all of those things come. So he says, look, I've predestined you within the how. If you choose the how, if you enter into the how that I've given and you embrace the how. Okay, what, what is the how? Notice, to be conformed. Now, when you look up the Greek word there for conformed, it's jointly transformed. 
jointly transformed. Now, and there's words there, jointly transformed. is the word, as, as you know, koinonia. It's the word communion. It's the word fellowship, all of those. But basically, the, the word really means that you are sharing equally in something that someone else, not you, someone else, has inherited. So you are invited. That's the word called. The, when, the, when you see the word called, it's the word invitation. You've been invited to be able to be jointly transformed. So I'm only going to experience transformation, he says, as I spend time with his death, burial, resurrection, ascension, sitting at the right hand of the Father, seeing him totally destroying the devil, defeating him. I need to see that. I need to, to experience that in every situation that I'm walking in. And he says, that's my purpose. Now, when he says that is my purpose, that means if you're confused and if you don't understand anything about life, anything about signs, don't worry about it. Just enter into that process. Lock in and walk in it and everything will make sense for you. That's all he's saying. Because suddenly you've entered my purpose and from the position, the vantage point of my purpose, you're able to see everything with clarity. So two things God is inviting us to do. Number one, stay in love with him. Let him love us. Allow that process to keep taking place. And the second party's purpose is also part of his love because he says, you will experience all that I am and all that I have for you as you are jointly conformed to what my son has done. Now, then you can go back and claim and say, well, from that point on, everything can work for my good. Why? First of all, you've got the Holy Spirit that is leading you. Second of all, you've got the, as I said, the clarity to be able to see where to step, where not to step, <laughs> what to do, what not to do. Why? Because you have been rooted and grounded in his love, like Ephesians 3 says. You are sensing him. You know exactly what to do. And because of your decision that you want to be a blessing, you suddenly experience this fullness. I don't know about you guys. When I was growing up, one of the feelings um, th that I had in my life was the sense of being lost. <laughs> I don't know about you. Amen. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, the sense of being lost. You look like you've got everything together. You know? 
but inside you lost because you know what's the purpose of working what's the purpose of making money uh, what's the purpose of this what's the purpose of uh, having a girlfriend or a boyfriend I mean okay they're all there but what's the purpose I mean you know where, where do you come back to you know what's the fruit of this what you know there's there's nothing you lost And this sense of you being with Christ takes that lost feeling away. Takes it away. Amen. And you begin to experience him. And suddenly you realize, oh, hold on one second. This is why life didn't make sense. Because it was supposed to make only sense when I connected to him. How? Oh, because, Tasso, by the way, you were created that way. Oh, wow. I was listening to 702 the other day. Don't listen to 702. <laughs> Just don't listen to 702. Why? That's the wrong question to ask in public. <laughs> um, but, oh man, I forgot what I was going to say now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it'll come to me. Sorry about that. It's not old age. <laughs> anyway, so what, what I'm trying to say is, Yes, now I remember. We were created, yeah, in the image and likeness. We were supposed to be. No, no this lady comes out, and, you know, that's how I listen to the radio. You know, you, you can go from AM to FM, and then I've got my favorite uh, thing. And the minute they say, saying, boom, I just change it. I go to the music. I can't handle this. Boom, then I go to something else, and, you know, then I, I, I go, I just mute it. I can't handle it, you know, that type of thing. But anyway, is it, I, I just keep doing that. It's an entertainment as well. But um, anyway, that, that lady was saying, oh, she says, you know, you need to realize you are the sun. You are the energy. You are everything. Sure. Okay. And then from there, you know, as the light and that goes out and, you know, and uh, then, then you'll be able to, you know, obviously give heat to people and give light and life and, you know, love and flowers and, you know, those th type of things. Yeah. So, man, I, and I thought to myself, well, anything you're going to say from now on, anything actually is going to be rubbish. And you got three PhD behind you. Why? Because your point of reference is corrupted. You think you're the center of the universe. You have forgotten that you were created not to be the source. He's the source. But for you to have a relationship with him and to be able from him to get life and give it to others. We need to remember that. Anything that you hear, because that will be another big deception that's going to take place. He is my source. 
So the minute I begin to, and notice every time you feel disconnected from what this, uh, I've just told you, immediately you're in turmoil inside of you. Immediately. Yeah. You're in turmoil. Only when, when you make that change and you say, no, no, he's my source, then you come into peace. And it's so important to be in peace. Because in peace, you can hear the voice of God in your heart. In peace, you can respond to him. You can respond to him. Man, don't wait to come here for worship. Get into your heart. Connect. And let, 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 let this, 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 this flow between you and him take place. And when you come here, infect everybody. Be ready to infect everyone with it. That's your responsibility. It's not their responsibility. It's your responsibility to get into your heart, connect. This means, uh, sorry, I didn't qualify. My wife's going to kill me. You never qualify things, she says. <laughs> I meant the bend, by the way, the bend. Okay. So, <laughs> so no, they, yeah, anyway. It's all good. It's all good. All good. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. And, and guess what? They even offered me coffee today. Not water. So I told Harris, he's like... Uh, you know, when we used to go to, the, you know, flying with the planes, uh, chicken or beef? Uh, water or coffee? Coffee. <laughs> anyway. Chicken or beef? Nobody offered salmon. Go to the first class. <laughs> anyway. Man, are you happy in your heart? Not because of what's happening externally. Are you happy in your heart because who he is to you? What he's done in your life. Hey, man, how are we experiencing him in us? That's life. That's what we have. And nothing can take that away from us. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are and what you have done for us. Thank you that you are the anchor of our soul. We become immovable because of you. Thank you that we can experience your life above everything else around us. Hallelujah. God is calling you. Listen to me. God is calling you personally. In your heart to bow your knee. And to surrender. Surrender to Him. Surrender your gifts, your callings to the power of the Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with me. Thank you that you are. I'm going to be aware of you in everything I do. And in any time that I experience my personal selfishness, I will repent. 
I will change my mind and I'm going to yield to you. I'm offering myself as a sacrifice. I bring forth your praise, what you've done in my life. That's what I'm going to focus and that is what I'm going to be impressed in. Thank you. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him right now. Tell him from your heart how much you love him, you appreciate him. Be thankful, grateful for who he is. Thank you, Lord.